again, it's great to have all of you with us here at Grace and Peace this evening. Now, there have been a number of themes running through the lyrics of the Advent hymns and Christmas carols that we've been singing this evening. For the next few minutes, I'd like to focus our attention on just one. Now, from these lines, see if you can discover the theme. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. He rules the world with truth and grace. This, this is Christ the king, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Now the theme, of course, is the kingship of Jesus Christ. Now these hymn writers didn't make this up. Rather, they found this theme as they read the Bible. These hymns are not sweet and sentimental. They are full of the glory of the reign and rule of King Jesus. So I'd like us to reflect on this theme for a few minutes by turning to the third lesson, which was read earlier. In particular, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, which can be found on page 4 of your program. Now, although we're just a little over a month past Election Day, preparations for the next election have already begun. And during what seems to be the never-ending political campaigns, we hear a lot about government, the need for big government, the need for um, small government, the need for more government, the need for less government. But we don't hear much about the need for good government. Yet this passage describes a government that isn't just good, but great, and not just great, but progressive, of the increase, and permanent, there will be no end. Because it rests on the shoulders of King Jesus, the human child who was born, and the divine son who was given. And it's not only great, it's perfect. And this chief executive isn't up for election. This leader can neither be voted into office or voted out of office. Rather, he has been, is now, and forever will be king. Now, according to the prophet Isaiah, King Jesus has a fourfold name. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, as Wonderful Counselor, Jesus rules with wisdom. And he counsels us with perfect wisdom. He doesn't need advice from anyone because he himself is wisdom. As mighty God, Jesus is the one who created and sustains the entire universe. He's the one who upholds and rules all things by the power of his word. Now, just as he doesn't need advice from anyone, he also doesn't need help from anyone. He is all-powerful, eternally and infinitely strong. No one can challenge him or defeat him. As everlasting Father, Jesus is the one who reveals the Father, who loves, protects, provides, disciplines, and instructs. 
As wonderful counselor, he has the wisdom. As mighty God, he has the power. And as everlasting father, he has the heart where wisdom and power are brought together to provide for us and to protect us. As Prince of Peace, Jesus brings two gifts, peace with God and the peace of God. Through the work of Jesus, God is at peace with his people, and God's peace rules in the hearts of his people. As his government, that is his rule and reign, increases, peace increases, the perfect, progressive, and permanent government of Jesus brings with it perfect progressive, and permanent peace. Peace, which is not only the absence of conflict between man and God, but also the restoration to a life of wholeness and completeness. Now, it's important to remember that although the government of King Jesus is in the world, his government is not of the world. Truly, one of the most remarkable and hard-to-believe statements of Jesus is when he says, as recorded in John 18, 36, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not from the world. Now, why is that so hard to believe? Because it requires faith, not sight. Yet, when we see those who are poor in spirit, displaying love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, you can be sure that we're observing the rule and the reign of King Jesus. As they follow their king, citizens of his kingdom move toward people, moving downward in humility and moving upward in self-sacrificial service. You see, in the kingdom of God, the values of this world are turned upside down, where power is used not in order to be served, but rather power is used to serve. Now, to whom has Isaiah the prophet been speaking? It is to us that a child is born, to us that a son is given. Well, who's the us? Us are those people who are trusting in the promises of God. This evening, we've been singing about the promise of God to rescue his people from their sin and restore them to a right relationship with him by sending his one and only son to live the perfect life of obedience that we should live and to die the death we deserve to die for the rebellious life that we do live. The person about whose advent and birth we have been reading and singing in our place and on our behalf came to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. You see, Christianity is not about man going to God, but God coming to man. It's not about man becoming God, but rather God becoming man. The celebration of the incarnation, God becoming man, it really isn't a sentimental occasion. You see, Jesus came on a rescue mission to save sinners. 
The reason the Son of God appeared, the Apostle John writes, was to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. My friends, Jesus Christ, the King, came to set his people free from the penalty and the power of sin and from the fear of death. And so let us give thanks to God. And with the angels, let us sing. Alleluia to our King Christ, the Savior is born. Christ, the Savior is born.